Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined by our Orlando team, including Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this week's show, we'll talk to you about the top news stories on the Diz, including why Disney won't be letting Keith Richards promote the upcoming Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Plus, we have information for you on this year's Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot. And for you Disney Cruise Line fans, we have some info from The Magic, as well as a recommendation on where to eat in the Port Canaveral area. All that plus your emails and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. First, let me apologize for getting the show up uh, late this week. We had some scheduling conflicts that were unavoidable, and we trust you will understand. But we do have a lot to cover this week, so let's go ahead and get started. We'll get right into the news. Number three this week, while Keith Richards' cameo appearance in the upcoming Pirates of the Caribbean movie got a lot of press, don't expect to see him doing any press junkets promoting the film. The Walt Disney Company announced last Thursday that the Rolling Stones guitar player, who plays the father of Captain Jack Sparrow, would not be used to promote the film after he reportedly told a British magazine that he once mixed his late father's ashes with cocaine and snorted him. In the wake of, a, in the wake of that bizarre revelation, a Disney spokesperson told MSNBC, quote, Keith won't be doing a lot of publicity for this movie, end quote. <laughs> I wonder why. A spokesperson for Richards denied the report, saying that the interviewer misinterpreted with Keith, what Keith Richards had said and that somehow things got lost in translation. Now, given that they were both speaking English, I'm not sure. <laughs> Have you heard Keith Richards speak English? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it's Keith Richards. It's what he, he always says stuff like that. He's been saying bizarre stuff since the Rolling Stones first became famous. He's rock and roll. What are you going to do, right? Really? This is this, your brain on drugs. <laughs> Exactly. Is, you know. But if you want Captain Kangaroo, get Captain Kangaroo. It's Keith Richards. It's Keith Richards. Well, they, they, they put him in the movie. They gave him a cameo in the movie after Johnny Depp had said in an interview that um, he had used Keith Richards kind of as an inspiration yeah. for the whole Captain Jack Sparrow character. So he's got a, a cameo part in this movie. I know there was a lot of, you know, a, a lot of press about it last year when they announced that he would be in it. But... Uh, you know, it's what it's, if you're going to put a microphone in front of Keith Richards, this is what he's going to yeah. say. Yeah. So I don't know what Disney was expecting, but... Surprise. Surprise. So uh, if you don't know what to do with one of your dead parents' ashes, there's a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> Use a pixie stick. <laughs> All right, let's just go ahead and move on to number two. <laughs> <laughs> that one went over good. <laughs> the number two story this week, Disney announced last week that they would be extending extending wedding ceremonies at their theme parks and onboard their cruise ships to gay couples. Previously, Disney required a legal marriage contract before they, before they were ceremony, but have now decided that they will officiate over civil ceremonies for gay and lesbian couples. Previously, Disney would only allow gay couples to conduct commitment ceremonies in rented meeting rooms, but would not extend the fairy tale wedding service to same-sex couples. According to a company spokesperson, Don Walker, quote, this is consistent with our policy of creating a welcoming, respectful, and inclusive environment for all of our guests, end quote. According to Walker, an inquiry from a guest that asked about the service was the reason for the change. Um, who's buying that? Or it was the outcry. Or it was a, it was a, a, a gay guy saying, I'm going to sue you yeah. <laughs> if you don't let me get married where I want to get married, but... I don't know. I, 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 why why did it take of, so long? I mean, they've had a, they've had a they've had a very gay positive policy in their hiring um, for many years now. Why did this take so long? Well, I mean, then again, why did it take forty years to get a black princess? You know, I, all I have to say is they're they're making it sound like it, they're bestowing some gift on the gay community. You two can now spend eight thousand dollars. Minimum, Ooh. minimum eight thousand dollars. That's the cheapest one. Yeah, I was about there. to say that sounds kind of cheap. That's if you got. That's if you got like two people with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and you want cupcakes. Twenty or thirty. And no eat. carriage. Yeah, if you want to eat. <laughs> we were on the monorail one day and we saw a fairy tale wedding taking place, and it was like eleven thirty on a Tuesday morning. But and I think to myself. This was on sale, wasn't it? <laughs> Who gets married at eleven thirty on a Tuesday morning? Well, I just wonder. Hmm. I wonder where they're going to draw the line. I don't think that you're going to see Bill and Bob in Cinderella's carriage, in the big pumpkin carriage. Oh, I think you will. If you they really pay do. for it, yeah, if they I, pay for it, they're making the entire wedding packages available to gay people to be met, to purchase oh, any this, or all part of them. There's been this huge outcry. I don't want my family seeing drag weddings, and and. 
how many weddings have you actually seen? I mean, I've never run into one, and I've been in the park a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah that's I mean, true. It's not like you're just going to stumble into no. one. They're going to no. book up fast. Well, very rarely. Days. Well, very ra- yeah, yeah. That's well, that could be part of the part yeah. of the uh, appeal of this. Um, but I again, you know, the number of weddings that actually take place in the park. I I, I, I think I've, there's been one. I like, I've, I've only know of one. Yeah, and that was a woman who, or the couple who won this yeah, in a magazine. Thing. Right. Yeah. Right. You're not going to see. You're going to see. The they take carriage. place in the wedding pavilion, and the, that's private. Right. Exactly. They like go from the Grand Floridian in the carriage over to the wedding pavilion, and that's about basically where they take the. The, the carriage ride, if, if they yeah. do the carriage ride. And it's all over in that area. So it, 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 they, and they have all those little ponies pulling the carriage. Yeah. Yeah. You see those little things? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's great that they're doing it. It's great that they're finally extending it to, uh, to everybody. It got a lot but, of press this week, I'll um, tell you. Well, I mean, it's a, it's I mean, one of those topics. Line. It's one of those topics that when, when, the, when you yeah. have Disney and gay in the same sentence, it's like refillable get, mugs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So it's not it, that hot button topic. <laughs> <laughs> They're pool hopping. <laughs> oh God! Let's five get in a room, five people in a room, strollers. Um, but uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that they finally decided to do it. But let's be honest. They're going They're, where the money is. They're going where the money is. Right, of exactly. course, you know. And who has the money except two people with double income and no kids? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, gay couples historically have a lot more disposable income than heterosexual couples do. So, you know. We'll drop twenty, thirty grand on a wedding. I won't. <laughs> but I mean, I know people that will. So it adds go, up fast. And if you, you go don't back realize. to the namesake of the the wedding pavilion store, I mean, it was Martin Short from Father of the Bride, and his name was Frank. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, that was a great movie. All right, our number one story this week, the Magic Kingdom in Orlando was once again the most visited theme park in the world in 2006 with more than 16.6 million visitors last year. Awesome. And they're all there on 4th of July. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're all in front of me. <laughs> and that marks a 3% increase over the previous year. This according to In Park Magazine, which released um, a list of the top theme parks and water parks in the world. Yeah. Uh, number two on the list is the Magic Kingdom in Disneyland, with an impressive 14.7 million people. Hmm. That was and very, very that, that marked an increase uh, thanks to the 50th anniversary celebration. They, they increased their, their uh, attendance by about 3% as well. So, Which is really a dramatic number, because that's a smaller park. That's a small and you park. feel the crowd. We can there. vouch for it. We were there the last day of the 50 years of Magic at Disneyland. Yeah, it was, yeah, <laughs> it's, it was it's packed. crazy. That park is crazy when it's Claustrophobic. Busy. Uh, the biggest winner on the list, though, was Disney's Animal Kingdom, with an incredible 8.6% increase yep. in attendance, driven by the $100 million Expedition Everest attraction yeah, that opened last year. Yeah, I was about to say, it has to be we that. Had, we had talked year. about that on, a, on another podcast. That has been, that has, Expedition Everest has simply been the most, I don't, I don't know that they've ever gotten a bump like that no. out of one attraction. Well, it's not only an awesome attraction, it's it's one of those things that has people fascinated. Yeah. It's kind of like the Titanic. It's one of those those icons that just fascinates people. Yeah. So what they've done is, instead of just building a $100 million roller coaster, they've clouded it in that sort of secrecy and well, it's exoticness. Got, yeah. I mean, it's got so, they've got so much tradition in there. When you walk the queue line... The queue line itself is a fascinating thing. It is. And, I mean, I could spend hours in just the queue line. Oh, and, I think and you do. I, I have. <laughs> well, I have. Everest is not a place that many people are going to get to visit in their lifetime. So well, that's what I, I think, mean. Yeah, that's the, the draw, the attraction, I think. The, yes, it, the it is very exotic. It is yeah. very yeah. exotic. And, and you know, you have to, have to be honest, and, you know, I have no trouble criticizing Disney, but Expedition Everest is an example of what Disney does right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they just bang that one right out of the park. Yep. But that's, that, I, I, that goes back to the old Disney. That's what you hope all of the things that they do involve that much thought and that much planning and yeah. that much detail and that much pride in what they do. That's, I think, when we, t- when we bash Disney, that's what's missing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That, uh, outsourcing a hotel to another company because they want a five-star hotel on property. But when they can build Expedition Everest, you want that level of creativity. Right. You want that, that level only Disney of, can right. give you. Exactly. Right. Or historically, only Disney has given us. Right. But I think if Disney's, you know, I don't want to go off on this too much, but 
um, if Disney's going to keep doing some of the things, some of the bad things they're doing, it's going to open the door. It's going to open the door for other theme parks, whether they're here in Orlando or in other, other parts of the world, to start coming up with that kind of creativity. Somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to realize there's a gap. And what? I'm just laughing because I'm just, I just thought of like someplace like Dollywood. I just don't think they're ever going to be on the same level as she, Walt Disney World. She's got her own Everest, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, rounding out the uh, top ten uh, list, uh, number three, Tokyo Disneyland, 12.9 million visitors. Tokyo Disney Sea, number four, with 12.1 million. Disneyland Paris, number five. Uh, Epcot is at number six. Disney MGM Studios, number seven. Animal Kingdom was at number eight. Universal Studios Japan was at number nine. And Everland in South Korea was number ten. I'd never even heard of Everland. Is that Michael Jackson's new place? <laughs> I, I thought, I thought, he couldn't afford the N. I thought SeaWorld got in there, too. No, SeaWorld and Universal thought, uh, were in the top 20, but not in the top ten. Okay, but I think that top twenty list. You're, you're thinking World. about you're thinking about domestic U.S. parks. They were. Oh, this is domestic. worldwide. Okay, yeah. domestic this parks. Is worldwide. The domestic uh, situation, the, the rankings. See, I found it interesting because SeaWorld got above Universal and uh, Islands of Adventure this for this year. Yeah. Which, yeah, well. which really we talked I about this before. SeaWorld's been doing some pretty cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's some stuff. Yeah. Well, I think. Taking that into account, this is we, there's increases across the board. This isn't just Disney doing very well. Everyone was doing very well. This is a, a function of where we are. How many years passed September 11th, and now people are comfortable with traveling. They're taking vacations again. So it's not just that Disney's doing so well compared to everybody else. Everybody got a bump. SeaWorld, Universal Well, Though Universal did not get a bump. Universal actually went down. That's why they have an $86 ticket. And that's why they have an $86 days. ticket. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Universal had actually lost. Uh, they lost, I think, one point two percent. I have Universal Studios an increase of one point two percent. Increase? I thought it was a decrease. I have to look. I don't have the numbers in front of I me. Mean, we're thought, looking at different stories. I thought it was. I thought everybody went up. Well, I know what I. What, one thing I thought that was really interesting was uh, in their list of the top water parks in the U.S. It was Typhoon Lagoon at number one. I would have thought it would have been Blizzard Beach. Hmm. But Typhoon Lagoon was number one. Blizzard Beach was number two. Wet and Wild was number three. Go figure that one out. Only for another Yeah, wait, wait ten till months. Aquatica opens. Yeah. yeah. Well, Aquatica is going to give them all a run for I the money. I think so, too. Only for I wouldn't be surprised time. if we saw it as number one. Wet and, wet and Wild is all about location, location, location. That's what's over there. If you're on iDrive, if you're in that area. But the difference, I, I, I wish I had the numbers in front of me. I believe the difference between Wet n' Wild and uh, Blizzard Beach was only like 100,000 people. Oh, that's Wet n' Wild's a pretty cool place. Really? Yeah. And they're always doing something new, something different. Right. It, but they, but their, theming, their theming is horrible. There is no, none. It's concrete yeah. jungle. But yeah. if you've got the cool rides, and up until this crusher, gusher, Blaster, yeah, the yeah. thing, the yeah, toilet. okay. I don't remember what it's called. Are you talking about a typhoon? Yeah. yeah. Other than that, Wet and Wild's been the forerunner in everything that's yeah. new. Yeah, they got if the there's to- a new ride, it's at Wet and Wild. Yeah, they got the toilet pole thing there, right? right. The, the disco H two O. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's just it's. Uh, I'm just glad to see that um, so many parks were up this year. That, as John said, that the the business has really rebounded nicely. Um, we're finally at levels, in some areas anyway, we're finally at levels that are, we're pre-9-11. And this is the first time. I have one other thing to say about Wet n' Wild. Wet n' Wild has an awesome locals ticket. If you want to go during the week, you can have an all summer long ticket. I think it's like $24. You know, I'll pass. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, just, I think I'd rather go to Typhoon or if Blizzard. I'm gonna, if I'm going to go to a water park, I'm but going Disney, to Typhoon Disney has personally. A, a water park ticket, too, for Florida residents. It's after four. Or during, something like that. During the thunderstorms. Yeah, during the thunderstorms. <laughs> <laughs> if it's raining, if it's rod. raining, come on in. <laughs> come on in. Come to, come like to our water park during the thunderstorms. I like Wet and Wild better than t- uh, Blizzard Beach. I could be wrong on the time. Don't. Yeah, you probably price. right. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for the news this week, folks. All right, with that, let's move on and do rapid fire. And who would like to start? Sears, I know names. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Bob. Okay, Pete, on my rapid fire, I have, I have some great discounts in May. You know your headphones are falling off your head, right? <laughs> They're just really far forward. Yeah. 
There we go. <laughs> Princess Leia. That's <laughs> what he looked like. I just had to mention that. Sorry. Uh, that's good. He's the wait, first Boston wait princess. Wait till your rapid fire event comes. Okay. I'm skipping this week. First one is uh, Swan and Dolphin. They have a Memorial Day special discount for uh, teachers, nurses, military, government workers at uh, 149 a night. Can't beat that with a stick. May 22nd through June 2nd. Now, that goes right through Memorial Day. If you're thinking about coming down that time that's the and you, you qualify for the rate, grab it. Now, what's the uh, what other rate do we have up there? We also have Vistana as a uh, a teacher, nurse, Florida resident, southeastern United States and government workers rate, $99 for a one-bedroom. You're kidding. You know, and 129 for a two-bedroom. And that's for select dates from... Um, you got a book by April fifteenth, but that's from May first through May thirty first. I, I didn't realize it was ninety nine. I know yeah. they were doing something. I didn't no, realize been, it was that low. I've been working with. That's great. And that's for so, a villa too. So I get it's a home away from home. And these are beautiful know. units. They're, they're turn, Honest to God, they're folks, these are beautiful, beautiful units. Yeah. Your brother just stayed. My brother was. My brother was just over there. I mean, yeah. you got a full, he loved it. You got a, a place you can cook your meals. You got a microwave, refrigerator. So, it, it's a great. Uh, Discount. Radisson has a, a seventy nine ninety five for select dates in April, May, and June. That's a good. That's, that's a good. great rate. They have uh, free internet access. They also have uh, transportation to SeaWorld, Universal, and Disney. That that's part of the. Uh, there's a ten dollar um, resort fee, but that covers all that. And okay. Ten dollars per night. Right. And one of the other things at that resort, I'm being told that. You can actually take scuba lessons in the pool on, I think it's a Friday. I'm going over and check it out. Over but, at Radisson? Yeah. So that's a cool thing. And they do some, uh, I was over there and they were doing some activities uh, for all, they have an activity director now. So during the course of the week, they have a list of activities. So that's cool. And seventy nine ninety five. that's a diamond in the rough over there. Yeah, that is a great, that's a great property right across the street from a celebration. Yes. And the last one is Buena Vista Suites, ice, ice icing. What'd you get? I got seventy-eight dollars Sunday through Thursday for wow. for some dates. Wow. For some dates in May, there's some blackout days possible. Uh, go in and check. You know, put in the dates for the whole month, and you can see what what dates are what. But uh, a lot of the Sunday through Thursday dates are seventy-eight dollars, and you get a. Uh, Breakfast buffet for everybody in the room. Yeah, it's, it's a good a, breakfast. The The queen suite is a two queen bed in the bedroom, two queen beds in the bedroom. And I know and it sounds like we're shilling for these places, which we are, but we actually really like these places. Yeah. These are, we don't put them on the site unless, no, I, don't, I, I, unless put, I put my family there. And I put my family in the, the resorts that he just mentioned. My family stayed in every one. So if I'll put right. my family there, that's the I'm, criteria we use before we let them so, be on the site. So. Yeah, we're, we're very confident with these. And you get a full breakfast every day. I mean... You're going to hear about uh, everybody, a free uh, dining thing. This is every day you book that reservation, you're going to get breakfast. So you're saving, if a family of four, you're saving $30, $35 a day just on breakfast. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that can you can be take advantage of that. So. so It's really a great location, too. Yeah, it's right off It's on the corner of 535 and um, World Center Drive. World Center Drive. And it's a mile and a half from Disney. It's a great location, and I have to tell you, the people at this hotel are just great. I've I've never had a problem with. Them. No, they've they've always been good. We've and had them on the site for many I years. I mean, all the properties are, are, that we talk about is are good, but those are my rapid fires. And great. take take advantage of them. They're, they're great. Places. We're going to have links to all these uh, all these specials on the show notes page. Thank you very much, Mister Varley, John. Um, Disney Cruise Line has once again lowered the price on their 14-night transatlantic sailing. <laughs> They're going to be paying people pretty soon to take that cruise. Here's $10. Please go on. Airfare included. Yeah. <laughs> what we've got is um, an example of pricing. Again, all pricing is based on the Category 12 stateroom, but people are getting bumped uh, up from those. Two adults in a Category 12 with transfers. $2,480.72 with, um, again, the 14-night transatlantic sailing. Plus, they got a $250 shipboard credit from Dreams Unlimited Travel for booking through us. That's less than $100 a day per person. That's 
That's crazy. That's for four people, right? That was for two. That two. Was for two people. Okay, two I'm adults. sorry. Two adults. So, and I know these That's people crazy. specifically who I just told you about, they got already got uh, upgraded to a Category 9. Wow. So they went from a 12 to a 9. So if you could take advantage of that, please do. And I look, I'm, I'm one of the people that, that thought about doing that cruise but couldn't really bear the thought of two weeks at sea, basically two weeks at sea. But I'm sure, you know, if, if, if you think you can do it, I know they're going to be doing a ton of activities on the ship. There's never a dull moment on that ship. And they keep lowering these prices. I just made. but the flights are so flights it's are pretty the, expensive it's the coming flights, back. The right? flight coming back is what kills you. Yeah, right. If it well, wasn't if for that, yeah. if you booked far enough out, you probably got a good deal on the flight as well. Yeah, at so. least it's only one way, not round trip. Yeah. Um, the big news, huge news: Disney is uh, bringing back their free dining package. Yay! This is the add-on to the Magic Your Way package. Um, the difference between last year and this year is uh, much fewer dates. For travel between August 26th of 2000 and September 22nd of 2007. Yeah, a short window. August 26th of 2007. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. <laughs> I just gave them seven years. <laughs> August 26th of 2007, September 22nd of 2007. Right now, you can only book um, this package if you have the uh, Disney Visa. And then I have to clear my flummy throat. <coughs> that wasn't me, by the way. <laughs> but I gotta tell you. <laughs> Three, two, one. Um, You're assuming I'm cutting that he's out. Yeah, edit that. I'm hoping you're gonna cut that out. Yeah, right. That's that not was, gonna happen. That was gross. Um, Barbara Walters did that the other day on the view. She, did. she snorted. She hacked up a loogie. She did actually. <laughs> Half a lung. We TV'd it. We watched it three times. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about Barbara Walters doing it that's just perverse. <laughs> uh, right now, you can only book this package if you have a Disney visa. But on uh, April 12th, they're going to open it up to everybody else. And, of course, space is available. It's going to be limited. Let me give you an example of some pricing that we have so far. Um, we have two adults on a nine-day, eight-night, nine-day stay. Um, they have the Magic Your Way plus the free dining. They have a nine-day park hopper with the Magic Plus, and they're at the Caribbean Beach Resort. And let me just make sure there are no other add-ons to that. There are not. And their final price is $1,929. Oh, you're kidding. Less than $2,000, and your dining is included. Now, folks, these are are examples. Right. Um, You you know, this is always based on availability, so don't necessarily expect that you'll get the same thing but if it's there that's the price that we I'll got i was expecting so. you to say like 3000 I, was, I wasn't expecting 1900 yeah. yeah that's a that's excellent yeah. considering how much you must save in meals alone one want to give everybody a piece of advice with the disney packages it used to be you had to take a ticket for the entire length of your package you don't have to do that anymore with these new magic your way packages we have someone who booked a 7 night stay but in order to make it a package, you have to have a ticket. So they took a one-day ticket. Hmm. Um, we have two adults and two kids, ages 10 and 12, on a seven-night package. They have a one-day base ticket at the Port Orleans for $1,431. Wow. Wow. Four people for fourteen hundred dollars, and just that includes like dining. What are you going to do? That, sit at the pool. That's the free sit dining. Sit at the pool and eat, huh? Okay. And that's free. <laughs> and that's free dining. Even if they have passes, if they have annual, annual passes. passes. It's cheap. Oh, yeah. That's a great way. Yeah, that's, that's a true. great for annual right. pass holders. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask John, if they want to do, say, they want to do a, a five day, okay, and then do the tickets, can they make that and and book a like a ten day pass? Uh, first of all, that's a good point. It's a the the package is a five night six day minimum. Okay. So that's the first uh, difference this year is that it has a minimum. What they can do is you can book the package for whatever you want, and then add on tickets later. You can't buy more tickets than the length of stay. You can't stay for at, five days at the time you book. Right, it. Right at the time you book it. Afterwards, but you can add on more later. Correct. And then. Add on the no expiration. That is correct. So you can use the tickets at another time if you wanted. That to. is correct. That's great too. Yeah. That that's that's a good smart thing. If any you're thinking change, of, right? Any change, any add on to a ticket can always be done later at the at the resort. 
I didn't think I have one, but I do. Oh, okay. On May 19th, Disneyland will be closing at 5 p.m. for the world premiere of Pirates of the Caribbean 3 at World's End. The California Adventure theme park will remain open until 11 p.m. that day. If you want to see the stars, they recommend you get on Main Street early because they're going to walk down the red carpet, and that's on May 19th. Wow. See, my rapid fire was rapid. (laughs) Good job, Kevin. (laughs) Do you think Keith Richards will be there? (laughs) (laughs) He'll be in the bathroom with a mirror. (laughs) I'm going to regurgitate one I did a few weeks ago, but uh, time's getting closer. Disney's California... um, Food and wine weekends, they start on April 27th, and it lasts through May 20th. Um, this takes place at Disney's California Adventure Theme Park at the Golden Vine Winery. So every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they'll have complimentary events such as culinary demonstrations, wine, beer, and spirit tasting seminars. Um, spirits. Spirit. Like spirit woo! tasting. It's like you're snorting your dead father. <laughs> They'll have educational and lifestyle seminars. Um, these are all complimentary. Then there are some other events that are for a fee. Celebrity chef dinners, winemaker dinners, Napa Rose cooking school, and an introduction to wine tasting. Every so, time you say Napa Rose, my mouth waters. I love that yeah, restaurant. Cooking school so this starts on April 27th. Excellent. Ms. Martin. Animal Kingdom has opened up their Bush Camp for Kids. It's a weekly program that takes kids on an exploration of the Animal Kingdom Lodge's savannah, where they'll learn about the African culture where the, uh, through games, taste testings, activities and crafts, and then a character from Disney's Lion King will visit and interact with the children. It takes place on Saturdays from 1 to 4 p.m., and it's for children ages 6 to 14. It costs $70 per child. You can get a credit card guarantee, and they have a 24-hour cancellation policy. Oh, also, DVC members get a 10% discount. That's right. <laughs> that, that sounds kind of like fun. Yeah, It does. It does. Too but bad we're to not be... children between 6 and 14. Exactly. <laughs> Who says we're not? I feel like I'm not. <laughs> we'll send Bob on that. Yeah, we'll send Bob <laughs> oh to that. God. <laughs> just, just go in there, fly like an airplane on your little card, Bob. They'll, they'll let you right in. <laughs> Don't start with me, Corey. <laughs> All right. With that, we will move on. To our, our next piece, um, John and Kevin got a chance to, uh, you know, but before we do that, we're going to actually talk about this in more detail in our Universal show, but Corey and Julie got a chance to see Chris Daughtry, if you were American Idol fans from last season. Oh, yeah, we went Saturday. Yep. Uh, Saturday night, Chris Daughtry was performing he at played Universal. for Mardi Gras. For Mardi Gras. And, he started uh, playing at like 9.30. It was, uh, it was amazing. There we, were 40,000 people there to see him play. Wow. The staff had no that, idea what to do with all these people. I mean, because in that you, one area, in, in that one house? area, well, well, Bob, listen, we oh we got God. there about six o'clock. We're like, okay, we'll go, we'll check out the stage, we'll survey the scene, mm-hmm. we'll go do a ride, come back, and as the stage starts filling up, we'll just you know we'll start waiting. We got there at six. There were people already there, crowding around, reserving spots on the floor with like towels. And, and I'm not talking about like ten people. I'm talking about like two hundred people. I have pictures. I, I put I put a photo gallery up on the site. We'll add it in the show notes. I took a picture at six o'clock, and you can see the amount of people. The line to buy shirts was longer than some of the ride lines. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It was. It was. I mean, he put on an but awesome I heard, concert. Yeah, though. I heard. I mean, he, really really he was ma- great live. An great, amazing. Concert. And he did. He even sent his band off stage for a little while and did like an acoustic. Yeah, with just a, him on the stage. Yeah. So that was fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have more on that in our Universal show, but I just wanted to uh, do a little teaser for that because uh, these guys I've, have been I've raving been, about it ever since. I've never seen yeah. a crowd like that. I mean, we've we'll been, talk about it. We've more. been to about eight, eight of them. Yeah. Wait till you see the crowd for Sanjaya next year. Oh, <laughs> Stop! Oh my God! I'm gonna bring tomatoes. <laughs> vote that little vote that little drag queen off already, will you? Oh, no. Be like Fozzie Bear. <laughs> no, he's got a little attitude now. He thinks who he is. Oh, he's famous he keeps, now. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. Mark, mark my words. He's gonna become a verb. When people are going to succeed, when they shouldn't. He's a Sanjaya. You have been Sanjaya. (laughs) You've all worked with somebody who got the promotion who didn't deserve it. They were Sanjaya. Well, his his 15 minutes are up. (laughs) 15 minutes ago. 15 minutes ago, they were up. I'm telling you, they don't vote him off this week. I'm not going to watch anymore. I can't take it. I can't take watching people with what talent get booted off while this guy keeps getting pushed forward. All right, with that. Now we will talk to John and Kevin about their tour of the Disney Magic this uh, this past weekend. We're always asked, what is there to do? I have a couple hours to kill before I have to go to the airport. Is there anything to do around Port Canaveral? 
And we went over. Uh, we've booked a... We were trying to get my mom and dad to go on a cruise. And my mom's a little claustrophobic, so we got a tour of the Disney ship. And we let her see where she would actually be staying, which was a wonderful thing. This is, just to clarify, this is available to travel agents. Um, you can get tours of the ship. And it's sort of like, you know, trying to make sure you become familiar with it so you sell it better to your right. uh, clients. So what we did was we went out to lunch. And about 15 minutes south of Port Canaveral on A1A, it's not difficult to get to, there's a wonderful little German restaurant, an authentic German restaurant. The name of it is Heidelberg. It is in Cocoa Beach. And again, if you're leaving the port, you take a left on A1A, and it's maybe 15 minutes down. The four of us had dinner. This restaurant is not inexpensive. It's open from 10 a.m., till 10 p.m. at night. So I think it's open to catch those people who are getting off the cruise ship before they go back to the airport. And I have to tell you, I haven't had real authentic German food in quite a while, and this is wonderful. Uh, They have everything from lunch till dinner, and the prices range from about $7 at lunch to up to $24 or $25, depending on what you have for dinner. They have authentic German food. I had sauerbraten. For those of you who are not familiar, it's a, a... form of beef that's marinated for several days and then cooked with a gravy and we had spatzla and red cabbage spatzla are just really little egg noodles that are good little, yeah little knots <laughs> instead of ribbons uh john had a steak sandwich that he raved about and i thought this would be a great thing for somebody to do who was looking for something to do in the area before they had to get back on the road to head home and we do hear about that a lot though people right. if they get up when you get off that cruise ship you're getting off anywhere between 8 and 9 a.m. And if your flight isn't for another four or five hours, you know, you don't want to necessarily sit around Orlando International. So we do hear about that quite a bit. And there's Cocoa Beach. You're you're right at Cocoa Beach. And Ron John's surf shop is there. And there's all the little places in Cocoa Beach. It's a charming little area. But I don't know. I get tired of places that, you know, the chain restaurant, the same old thing, same old, same old. So... I thought this was a little diamond in the rough. This is Zagat rated and Mobile Guide rated. So it, this is a fine restaurant, and it's very easy to find. We'll have show notes on their address and phone number and things like that. And are we going to be able to put up some of the menu items? Sure. Terrific. I would highly recommend this. This is a destination. This is a great place to go for authentic German food. Mm-hmm. What did it cost for the uh, four uh, of you to eat? The four of us now, two of us had lunch entrees and two of us had dinner entrees and it was about $65 for the and four of us. That's not bad everybody at all. Had, no. Everybody had soup. Right. You had a special salad that was three different kinds of salad which was very It was good. actually four different kinds yeah. of salad. Instead of coming out with an iceberg lettuce, you get a small mixed salad. You got German potato salad. You got... Um, Two other kinds of salad. <laughs> I, I, I noticed something very consistent with all your restaurant reviews. Y'all always have soup, huh? Yes. What we yeah. try and do is when we go into any restaurant, we go in with the attitude that we're going to tell people about it. Yeah. So instead of both of us or all of us ordering the same thing, and there are times when that's possible, yeah. we really try and spread out across the menu. Yes. I mean, I don't want to come back and say this was the one good thing we had yeah. if we didn't try other things. But yeah. yeah. I, I want to preface by saying that we... Not preface, you're done. But I want to <laughs> add that um, you have to like German food. I'm not a big fan of authentic German food, so mm. it was kind of a little. It wasn't my favorite thing to do, but three other people thought it was great. The food was of high quality. It was good, good flavor. So I think it's three out of four stars. Really? How does uh, the ship look? The ship looks good. I wanted to give you a little information about the ship. Um, we had a wonderful tour guide. We tried to explain to her what we were doing there. Kevin and I had been on the ship many times, obviously, and she actually recognized this. Um, she was Gail. That's how you know you go, you go a lot. A little too much. <laughs> Gail from Shore, Shoreside Operations. So she's not on the ship. She's one of the people who will be in the terminal helping people. And we explained to her that we've been on the ship before, and we were interested in getting Kevin's mom to go on the ship. We're booked on the 15-night uh, Panama Canal westbound cruise. And next May, we, a year from next month. Right. And we have a handicapped accessible Category 3 stateroom. And we did this on purpose because we want his mom and dad to go with us. And we wanted her to see it. This is not usual. They don't usually take you to see a stateroom. 
it's usually here are the restaurants, here's the theaters, here's this, here's that. She specifically made the extra effort to make sure we saw not only saw that stateroom, but spent as much time as we wanted to in there. How nice. It was really nice. His mom got to wheel around and see all the different things that she needed to see. Um, the ship looks wonderful, as usual. I got a whole bunch of pictures. I got a CD for you, Corey, that you can put up. Okay. Um, there um just a couple of things that I found out that I didn't know before. They're redoing all of the deck furniture, actually, on both ships. And before the Disney Magic goes to the Mediterranean, it's going to be all teak lounge chairs mm. and deck furniture. That's exciting because I do not like those plastic chairs. They I can pinch you. you. The new one, the ones that we've seen that are already out, they're double chaise lounges for families or oh. couples. Oh, Wait, no, that's oh those are like the one we sat on. Yeah, in the, in the adults area. But maybe they're like, because if they're for laying out, you don't want to have a pad on them. You know? No talent. Like a cushion. They were comfy, though. They People were. People sweating all over those cushions. They, they were absolutely beautiful. And you can see there were only a few on board, but they're saying they're going to expand. Yeah. The whole ship is going to have that. It's going to make the ship look even more luxurious and expensive. Yeah. Than all the other ships that mm-hmm. are parked next to it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, then, it's, it, mm-hmm. it's luxurious looking furniture. Mm. Well, if it's teak, what it has to be. I mean, and then the other thing we found out was I found out was um, last year's or the last time it went to uh, the West Coast, there was a lot of um, problems with the merchandise. They had purchased the merchandise specifically for this cruise, and there were special pins and shirts and stuff, and they didn't have nearly enough for the people on board. They're going to make an extra effort to make sure that. What anybody wants, they're going to have tremendous amounts of merchandise Good. that are targeted for those specific cruises. They want to do away with those people laying in the hallways. Right. I, I mean, mean, that's ridiculous. It's not going to go to waste. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. People literally camped out and waited overnight for pins to be released, and there's such limited amounts. And there was prob- apparently problems with people buying too many, and mm-hmm. so people didn't get a chance to get them. So I think that's a really good thing that um, they're going to do is make sure everybody can have a chance to get that furniture, to get the furniture, <laughs> to get the merchandise. <laughs> um, but I thought what was funny was, did you guys see the news about the ship being evacuated on Saturday? I saw that. I did. Yeah, I heard about it. It was literally minutes after we left. We got off the boat for the tour. However, do. it was not us. Okay. I was just going to say, <laughs> we didn't do it. Uh, apparently, a bomb-sniffing dog found something in a cast member's uh, incoming mail. And it turned out to just be a piece of electrical equipment for it was a laptop. A computer equipment, power supply. No, I think it was huh. a it was wireless. It was wireless, wireless equipment. Yeah. yeah, go go Disney for take. You know, I gotta I, tell you. I mean, that's awesome. Not to steal Kevin's expression, but I gotta tell you. You know, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Absolutely. You know what? We also didn't go in because we were a special tour. We didn't go in the terminal the way. Guests go in the terminal. We went in the terminal. Oh, you went in the bowels? We went in through the way uh, cast members go yeah. in. And I have to tell you, their screening process is just as stringent or more. Hmm. Good. We actually stood there while a vendor was trying to bring a carpet cleaning machine on board. And I could see his level of frustration. I'm a businessman. I just want to clean your carpet. They would not let him on the machine until someone wanted that carpet cleaning machine. And I sat there and I thought to myself... This is really cool. Uh, I feel so much better watching this happen. I don't care how frustrated you get. Hang on. Yeah. Well, you know, we've said it. I've said it before. We've all said it before on the show. Take as much time as you need. Yep. Making sure that my plane doesn't have anything it shouldn't have on it and that my cruise ship doesn't have anything it shouldn't have on it. You want my shoes? You can have my shoes. And it's just you can count on it's every experience I've had with Disney Cruise Line. I felt so safe. You can count on them. You can count on them to go over and above in every aspect of the experience, whether it's where you're eating or stuff that you never see, like this type of security. It's really good to know. I mean, we're criticizing Orlando International and every almost every other airport in the country for not screening their own employees when they're coming to work. So to hear that, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. I have to reiterate something John said, and I hate to repeat myself, but the woman who gave us this tour, her name, her name was Gail. She could not have been nicer. And these were Disney employees who, while they were busy, were kind of off-duty. We were in, on the ship when guests weren't on the ship, and we were treated with respect and kindness and friendliness. Everybody tried to be helpful. It was great. Just wonderful. Always. I just don't hear any bad. You just don't hear really too many bad things. I mean, like any company, like any any product, some people will have a negative experience, but... I mean, just go look at our cruise line forums. 
you just don't see lots of complaints. Mm. You just don't you don't hear it. We don't hear it from our clients. We don't hear it on our boards. I certainly haven't experienced anything I could really point to as being terribly negative about the experience on board a Disney ship. Uh, they just they do it right. Yeah. Nothing yeah. Disney can control. Yeah. Nothing I mean, to, exactly. Exactly. You might run into foul weather. Yeah. Mechanical difficulty, but anything Disney can control, they seem to really take pride in the fact that they do control it. So, so we had a great time. <laughs> I don't know how to end that. <laughs> I have to tell you, we had somebody in a wheelchair just moving around the Disney ship. The Disney ship is extraordinarily handicapped accessible. What about those elevators, though? Not a problem. Really? Now, the aft elevator and the floor elevator, if you've got someone in a wheelchair. It's small. It, it's, it is small, but a person and their companion fit in those wheelchairs quite readily. I mean, I, I we went up and down elevators all over the ship because the tour took us all over. But, but, but the now, atrium what about, elevator is the largest one. It has like the most room. It is. But what about during uh, the, the drill uh, you're, when you, before the I ship asked leaves. about that. I believe because the elevators don't work during the drill. Well, what happens is people who are uh, in wheelchairs or need assistance are asked to get to their lifeboat stations earlier. You can take an elevator up to your lifeboat station, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of an inconvenience. You have to sort of wait there. However, afterwards, well, John and I wait until after everybody is cleared out. It becomes absolutely chaotic. Everybody trying to get back and put those life preservers under their bed before they go to the sail away party. So if you just chill out a minute, that's true in every part of life. If you yeah. just relax a minute, it'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, take a and breath. they sanitize every single one of those whistles, too, attached to those life jackets yep. after every cruise. We always make the joke that vacation doesn't start till that's over. Uh, yeah. That's true. Oh. Yeah. That's true. I always take a photo in the life vest. That's how you know. You have, you but, know. <laughs> Kevin, I have a question. I, did you mention if your mother liked the room and everything? Yes. She likes the room. It's not... I think my mom had this idea of what a cruise ship looked like, and I think it was sort of a very 50s idea of what the cruise ship looked like, that, you know, she was going to have to sleep in a bunk bed. Like the I I Love Lucy episode where they're on the cruise ship. Exactly. She's got a tiny little porthole, you know? And because of the claustrophobia, it's not... Well, first of all, this Category 3 stateroom is unbelievable. uh, We could easily fit 20 or 30 people on the balcony. Wow. It's a wraparound balcony. It's awesome. Can't wait. However, the claustrophobia comes from when they close the door and the ship pulls away. And it's a feeling of not having control over leaving or staying. It's Uh, you can't leave anymore. Right. So it's just a mental thing. And I think we're going to try and get her past it. Well, I know my mom uh, had uh, my my, my mother has a terrible fear of water. She just is not a water person. And convincing her to go on the cruise for the first time. We did a three day. Took some work. Because at the same thing, she just, I think she thought she was going to see a lot of water and feel the motion of the boat. And once she did it and realized it's like a, it's a floating hotel. It's not, you forget so often that you're on a ship. I um, I've actually cruised with your mom. Yeah. She was too. Your mom was a lot of fun. <laughs> she, she had a great time. <laughs> you cruise with? We went with her. Oh, it wasn't it all of us? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, we, you were the only there? one that wasn't there. No, I was <laughs> going to say. You, you were there. Yeah, you couldn't make no, it. No, not, so not the one we went, were on. Oh, well, the one I was on I thought was everybody. Yeah, she went with us uh, on one trip. We went on a, a fam trip one time, I think, and she was on. Yeah, but there was another time she went with us. Wow. Say, Mom's gotten around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's so. time. I think it's time to take her on a on another one. But, uh, oh, great. Well, I'm glad uh, glad you enjoyed the restaurant. I'm glad your mother. Did, now, will your mother go with you on the on the cruise? Is she committed to that yet? It's 13 months away, so the answer is yes. <laughs> Talk to him the day before. And this trip has a little more challenges, too. This is going to be the the repositioning cruise, so that means we have to, we're going to be out in California and then have to come back. And so there's a lot of stuff to think about, but we'll, we'll get her there. We've also done some other research. Uh, my mom uses a, a Craftmatic adjustable bed. For medical reasons, and those just aren't available on a Disney ship. However, a recliner works just as well. We recently had this same issue with a gentleman coming to Orlando and staying at Disney. And people who can find a recliner, they have the same properties as an adjustable bed. So I offered to purchase a recliner, take it on the cruise ship with us, and because we would have to fly back from California, donate it 
donate it to charity. Come to find out there's a company that rents that sort of thing and has offices in Orlando and in California. Wow. So we would be able to rent a recliner, and we were going to go to that place that's in Brevard County where Port Canaveral is. However, they were closed for the holiday. We went over Easter weekend, and we didn't get a chance to go and check that out. But hmm. I, I'm kind of well-versed in what's handicapped accessible and what's not. So and they're, they're called Care America, and Disney does a lot of work with them. Care Vacations. Care Vacations. Shoot. And Disney does a lot of work with them, works closely with them. So they're used to having letting them bring stuff on the ship right. and having clearance to get on the ship and set stuff up in the room. They do everything from wheelchairs, ECVs, oxygen. So. That's really cool. If you, if you want information on it, I, I don't have it with me. So I don't, I'll get it to you guys and you can put that up if you're interested. This Care Vacations deals specifically with the cruise industry. Excellent. Excellent. Some great information there if you're traveling with someone who's uh, wheelchair bound. And wanting to go on the cruise. That's some great information, guys. Really appreciate it. So our next segment, uh, we're going to discuss um, Flower and Garden. Flower and Garden Festival launched last week. Yes. And some of our folks got a chance to go over and see it. What do you guys think? I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. Uh, but I have some reservations on the other side that I'm going to talk about. Overall, all the flowers were out looking good. Rose Garden was kind of... Slim. We noticed slim. the same thing. It was thing. slim. It takes a little time to, to come yeah, it's up. It's not really well, season I yet. mean, like, there weren't a lot of different colors. They had right. a lot of just yellow and red and pink, and normally there are nothing, so many different nothing kinds. Nothing stood out for me. But, you know, and, and I, I actually didn't take any pictures in the Rose Garden walkway because I just wasn't impressed, and I said, well, I'll come back next week and, and take a look at it again. And, yeah, Flower and, and Garden that. gets better as yeah, it goes yeah. on. Yeah, because they just planted One everything. of the interesting things about Flower and Garden this year, where it's two months long, they've added the an eighth week, they've actually arranged to have a second planting for the Flower and Garden hmm. so that the flowers don't get tired. They, they're going to replant over the course of... Oh, By the time. end of Flower and Garden, the weather here in Florida has gotten very, very warm. Mm. So right. it's really hard to keep them up. But, I mean, the topiaries were magnificent. The pirate ship is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when you first went to the park. I have pictures that I'm giving Corey that I took, and we'll get those up. Uh, but that that's a, a, a actual topiary. It's, yeah. it's all yeah. made of flowers. And, it's so cool. Which was amazing. And you know, Tinkerbell's up on top, and you the got, crocodile is even out yeah, on he, the outside of the ship. Yeah, he was wow. cool. And, and cool. around the back, you got Stitch in a little dinghy mm-hmm. boat. Yeah, that they're, they're pulling him. They're pulling him. <laughs> and uh, so that that was fun. And I was there just before it, the flower and garden opened, and they just had, I guess it's a sea of purple flowers that was out there. And all of a sudden, they brought in the pirate ship and. I guess on the last day because it wasn't there a couple of days before. Oh, we went that. there. We were there Friday. Yeah, yeah. But on like I was there Wednesday to get a a pre look at it. Did you go on Friday? I went Friday too. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so it, it it's good. Um, a couple of things where they they hold some of the seminars that was closed. Um, did you notice that? Not on Friday. You see, we, Odyssey, we went with my parents, yeah, with my Odyssey mom and my grandma. So we kind of we we did a we did a quick flower and garden festival. Yeah. We basically went straight to Mexico and went around the world showcase. Yeah. But uh, you know the um, the goofy topiary they have. Yeah. Right, right at the entrance of the world showcase. Oh, the he pirate! Is huge. He's it's one of the biggest ones he, I've ever he seen. He has to be twenty. Really? Twenty he, feet. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. he's at least fifteen. 20 this feet is really tall. good to hear because you remember last year's. We, we remember commenting on last year's not being as grand. Well, some of you, if you noticed last year, some of the topiaries they were just wire, like they weren't even finished. I remember that. Yeah, you know, I didn't see any of that this That's this good. past time at all. Yeah, but Mickey was dressed up like Mickey, a pirate. Mickey, I remember yeah. last year we went to that thing about the bug, the cooperative extension bug talk. And, uh, that was yeah. you. We were signed that by Pete. Pete made you go do it. Oh, that's right. It was you. <laughs> that's right. My fault. So, uh, so pictures of bugs eating bugs. There's there's a lot of topiaries. I have to say though, you know, being from a, the U.S., when I go over to the pavilion at the America Pavilion, disappointed, huh? It, it was a shock to me. I, I'm with you on that. You know, usually they have out in the back on the right hand side, they have at least a topiary out there, and 
in past years and and this year nothing. it's nothing and that's disappointing so you I'm thought confused. they spent you thought they spent all their time and money on doing like the big entrance the big entrance. and leaving off sort of bits and pieces yeah. of yeah. making as full as they usually do i mean i'm really disappointed in the america pavilion Honestly, you know, God. my grandma. She's she's a she's a huge flag waver. I mean, she she's all dressed up in her very her, patriotic, her, very patriotic, and um, you know, her the American Pavilion is her favorite thing. She yeah. loves the American Adventure. That's her favorite thing to see at Epcot. And um, you know, she she like claps at the end of the show and everything. Um, but she even said the same thing. She was like, "Where where are all the flowers?" I I said, you know, a few years ago they used to have a big a big American flag with all mm-hmm. the different flowers and the stripes and the stars. Yeah, on the, on the waterfall. I mean, the waterfall in front of the pavilion is blank. It's like I I blasted through there twice, and I said, "What the heck are they going to do here?" And it's waterfall like, where? Right in front. There's like a fountain out in front. Oh, oh, right, right. Okay. And they usually put a topiary right on top of that. And this year there was nothing uh, as far as that was concerned. And I'll, I'll, it was disappointing. I like the bonsai trees they have out oh, by yeah. the bonsai uh, China trees are the coolest. And, and Japan. The 150-year-old bonsai trees. Oh, you're taking my thunder. 75 years you're old. You're taking my I thunder. Mean, Look at that. I have, I have more pictures. More, oh, visual, picture. more visual aids for the radio show. 150-year-old uh, topiary. But, you know, I have to say, there was one thing I did notice over by the land. Remember we saw all the people running? Like, you know, normally the big grassy areas with the huge displays of flowers are normally all roped off or, you know, there's a fence where you can't yeah. walk up in there. I saw people running up this hill, and I'm like, Corey, what are those people doing? They're jumping <laughs> the fence. That's because Well, I, there was no fence there. Well, people I, were allowed. They were all sitting in the grass and running up and down the hill and enjoying themselves. I mm, thought it was really nice. That's cool. That was me driving my cot over in that area, <laughs> and they were trying to get out of my way. <laughs> Everyone was just kind of relaxing and taking a break and letting the kids yeah. run off some well, steam. Well, <laughs> did you get a chance to see the uh, new attraction in Mexico? I, I did, and I have some good news. El Rio del Tiempo. Very good. Okay. I never have to say that again. That's right. That's right. Because now it's been changed. They now changed it to Grand Fiesta Tour. And it features <laughs> the three caballeros, the right? Three, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of screwed on that one, but <laughs> Grand Fiesta Tour down. Bob. Here, here goes Spanglish. Uh, yeah, you got Donald Duck, Jose Caprioca. Karaoke. Karaoke. And Panchito. <laughs> oh, no. no. We're sorry. Yes, Panchito. Panchito. We apologize Julie knows to, how to roll our R's all these Spanish language <laughs> listeners. So those, those are the three that go on this grand tour, and they're supposed to be going to do a, uh, a concert in Mexico City, and it seems Donald has flew the coop, and they're trying to find him, and... Did you go on the ride? I did. Is it still we, is it still a boat ride? It's 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 still a dull ride. I is mean, it a boat ride? Is it a boat ride? Oh, it's boat ride. I thought you said a dull ride. No, I never okay. thought it was dull. Well, no, I, I loved liked it. it. Me too. I always loved that. Okay, well, those movies of seventies Mexico were great. Of the person <laughs> running through from the different shops. Well, that changes, and now the three Caliboleteros or whatever. They are. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Uh, you do realize they're famous, right? <laughs> yeah, but I can't talk about them. Caballeros. Cab- Say it with me, Bob. Caballeros. Caballeros. <laughs> Caballeros. So it was okay, you know, and, you know, the, the, the screens were nice and colorful and that, and it was okay. I have to tell you. I the, didn't say that. No, I did. <laughs> <laughs> the handicap accessible... Is horrible. I'm it always sorry. has been on that ride. It's, and it's a tough I, ride to it's, do. But it's shame on Disney. Okay, they had how how long was that ride down for? A couple months. Yeah. Okay. Shame on Disney that they don't improve the handicap accessible ramp. Uh, I'm sorry. That's just because the, the boat ride in the land is completely handicapped and accessible. also small world and right. small, small world. world. Right. Yeah. But I I just I can't go without saying that. It's a nightmare. I had the EVC vehicle, and they said, oh, oh, come come right over here. And we went to go down the ramp. The EVC vehicle couldn't get down. It was so narrow. And it's like a sharp turn in there. It's like yeah. a right angle. Yeah. And you get down, and they said, oh, you won't fit down that. Okay, I'm sorry. So let's take you to the exit. 
So they take me to the exit, and the exit, you have to go down the exit that the people are coming up. Now, picture an EVC vehicle trying to get down, again, a narrow walkway. Easter weekend. It, it, it was just each boat comes in, and 18 to 20 people get off and come up the ramp and don't want to stop. It's like, hello, I'm coming down the ramp. doesn't matter. I, they still come mm-hmm. watching, sure, so you, I end up your, back up. Your vehicle is larger than most also. Kevin, it doesn't matter. It's it really doesn't. It's tank on it's the back. The, <laughs> Any, any of the, any of the EVCs are going to have problems. You get down to the bottom where the boat ramp is, there's only room for, I'd say, four wheelchairs or EVC vehicles. Top. So you didn't have a weight then? No. Except we we, had, we attempted to, to go in there, and I've never seen a line so long. Well, it was wrapping around the little gift shop in there. Well, that's, that's the other thing. I said, oh, but no. That's the other problem I have. The queue line goes out into the the, yeah. the center pavilion and it's just haphazardly done and it's well i mean they, they they took a ride that was really um a secondary ride and now they've got all this hype about it being new yeah, and being yeah. you know i understand but it's they, not built for that it was many a busy people. day it, it was a little slow down it was a right. very busy yeah. day in the park soren had a two-hour new. wait yeah we're well, also talking yeah. about easter weekend yeah, yeah. so yeah. i mean Good you Friday. can't really judge but even so it, there's no excuse for not trying to improve the handicap accessible that it had. And th- that's my only problem. Uh, you know, the ride was fine, and they were very nice Was about it an it. improvement over uh, El Rio del Tiempo? I thought How so. How could yeah. it not be? Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's colorful, and it's... It was it's, like film loops you used to watch in yeah. sociology. Watch all, all you needed the, was the beep in the film. Beep. Beep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the screens were colorful and bright, and... It was it was fun. Was there any change to the, the the physical nature of where the you know how the screens were like embedded in the rock in one place? And They're was, still embedded in the rock, the and the person jumps off the the water. Oh, they they kept some of the stuff. They, they, they did keep some. <laughs> the of Acapulco it. diver. Yeah. Well, they so put funny. like Donald on a. He's on like a, a extended vacation. No, he's on a rope on a, a tightrope. Para parasailing. Oh. And he's a he, duck. Well, he can, he can fly. fly. <laughs> I, I don't want to give. Fly, a, I don't want to give a, the whole surprise away. But yeah, don't. Donald forgot to buckle his belt, so it's it's fun. But it's the same type of thing. They go from one screen to the other looking for Donald, and you know, do the do the uh, merchants still chase you? No. No. I didn't see the merchants chasing you through the shops. That's where they they put the three Calvaleros <laughs> back in. I drove know. one of them in the 70s. <laughs> Is that a car? I had a Caballero skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was okay. You know, the ride hasn't changed as far as time-wise. It's still there, and I just thought, you know... That <laughs> What? Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> the three Cavaleros. And I'm going to name Caballeros. Yeah, what he, okay, what he said. And it's Donald, Jose Carrillo, and Panchito. I don't care. <laughs> we have to call in something because this has just been murdered. I flunked yeah. Spanish. School. I mean, no, I, you're I, kidding. I, I can't roll my eyes. <laughs> you took oh, well. Spanish? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did for a while and then I changed to French. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that explains it. Next week, Bob wait. reviews the participation. Polyvoo Francais. That's there not half go. bad. No, it's not. So, Great. All right, well, thank you, Bob. Thank you, Corey and Julie, for chiming in We're on chiming that. Chiming in. <laughs> All right, with that, we are going to go ahead and uh, do our listener emails for this week. Corey, why don't you go ahead and start? Okay, Skip Harris writes from Griffin, Georgia. I was just in Orlando last week and was curious to know if you all would ever do a show just on, just based on what's being refurbished and what attractions are closed. Um, there are many rides out of commission and thought you, it might be great if you could discuss what's being closed um, and the reasons. Um, thanks again. I love your show. The answer is yes. We're going to start um, doing all the rehabs. Uh, we're going to add it to our rapid fire segment. Yeah, I'll, I'll just start doing that for every, rapid fire. Yeah, every week. Every week. Every week we'll just we'll go over the whole list, um, however far out we have them. So, yes. Whatever we hear, sure. 
and we're going to add that based on uh, based on your feedback, Skip. So thanks very much for that. We appreciate it. Uh, I have one from Frank Miller of Montgomery, Texas. Just a general question. You only occasionally discuss DVC. I would love to hear any updates or rumors you have about the long-term future of DVC. We're thrilled about Animal Kingdom, but wanted your take on contemporary and uh, Disneyland expansion. Further, what is your take on the long-term vision of DVC? We're happy DVC addicts and would love more Diz Scoop. Wonderful show. Keep up the good work. Frank and Stacy Muller. Um, actually, we're going to do one of our upcoming shows in the next couple of weeks. I'm not sure if it's going to be next week or the week after. We're going to dedicate entirely to the subject of Disney Vacation Club. I don't know how much scoop we have, um, but I think it's important to kind of talk about the various aspects of DVC. It's kind of, you know, still something that's only known by a select group of people. Most people know of it, but I don't think know the details of it, and I think it's a an aspect of the Disney experience that we should probably spend a little more time on. And uh, we're going to spend uh, the next couple of weeks getting some information together so that we can hopefully have something you haven't heard. Um, but uh, we are going to dedicate one of our upcoming shows uh, specifically to the topic of Disney Vacation Club. So stay tuned for that, Frank. Thanks very much for, for asking. John? I have one from Pam in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Can you give me the skinny on Disney's free Magical Express? Will this service continue indefinitely, or is it temporary? Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, Disney's Magical Express is a free transportation service that's available for all resort guests, Disney resort guests. Um, prior to your leaving for your vacation, you get a little package in the mail that includes your tickets and a little booklet explaining mm, the Magical Express experience. You get the bus at Terminal B in the airport. Um, you can probably find people dressed up from Disney to usher you there and help you out with your transportation. And then once you leave, you get on a bus and you go back to, to the airport and Disney handles your luggage from start to finish. No one said that is it going to continue indefinitely. Do we have no official word on that? Well, they, they, did, uh, uh, they did extend their contract, though, with uh, Orlando International Airport for 10 years, I they believe. Did. So it doesn't sound like it's going anywhere anytime soon. And we know from the expansion plans of OIA that they are going to build a full section just for Disney's Magical Express. So It's not going away. It doesn't sound like it's going anywhere. Um, a couple of words of warning about Disney's Magical Express. Um, they are notorious for getting your luggage to your hotel very late. So what you need to do is be prepared for that. Bring something in your carry-on bag that you're going to have with you, especially if you have kids and you're going to need a change of clothes or you're going to go to the to the pool. Make sure you have that with you because on more than one occasion, we've seen that Magical Express bus pull up at midnight or 1 a.m. with people's luggage on it. So just be forewarned about that. The and other thing is the bus makes numerous stops. So once you board the bus, you can't be guaranteed that it's going directly to your hotel. Right. Yeah. So you might be the last stop on a multi-stop run. I myself am not a huge fan of Magical Express. No, I understand no, that I. it's a money-saving thing, but my vacation time is valuable. Yeah. I also I want to go where I'm going and I want my stuff there with me. I mean, so, another option, I mean, it's not free, but to take a town car, personalized service to and from round trip for about a 100 stop. for about $109 plus a grocery stop. It's you know, it's just for your family. Your luggage is with you. So if that's something you're concerned about, you know, FL Tours is, our, is a sponsor. I also want to say one more thing about Magical Express that I just found out myself. Um, there are no children's seats available. If you want to have a child car seat, you have to bring it yourself. There are also no seat belts on Magical Express buses. So if you're Not any buses, I don't believe. Right. So if you want to strap the child seat in, you have no option. You have to hold that seat in place. So things to consider. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to save money, terrific. Yeah. Do it. That's fantastic. But The other thing is late night arrivals. I think after 10 o'clock, you're better off taking your luggage with you on the bus that you're on rather than let them deliver the luggage to you. Is that I, an I, option? I, I believe you can. You, can, you don't see your luggage. I mean, once you tag it on, at your at your home airport, I I think that either you don't tag it and have it. If you're arriving after ten o'clock, I have heard that it's better that you don't tag it, pick up yourself, and then go to the bus and take the luggage with you because it could arrive at twelve, one, two o'clock in the morning if you're yeah. on a late arrival. 
So that's just my, from what I've heard, uh, for late nights, take your luggage with you. Okay. Sounds like good advice. It does. Well, thanks for the question. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate everyone's feedback. Now, if we don't get to your email, uh, we're not able to get to all of them. We actually get quite a bit of feedback, more and more every week. Uh, But if we don't read it the week you send it, doesn't mean we're not going to. Uh, we do go back and take a look and try and, and prioritize some of them and see which ones we can answer, which ones we're uh, we're able to do something with. So, but by all means, please, we want your feedback. We want to know what you want to hear on the show. We want to know uh, if you have any comments about the show, suggestions, questions, anything at all. You can send those to podcast at wdwinfo.com, or you can go to our podcast main page at podcast.wdwinfo.com and fill out the form. That's right there on the page. That's uh, where all, all of our show notes are as well, with links to everything that we're discussing each week. Plus, you can see the archives of all our previous shows, and you can listen to all our previous shows. So with that, we will end this week. We uh, hope you enjoyed our show. So until next Tuesday, folks, you have a great week, and thanks for listening.